I know. I've always looked at God in the past as looking down on me Whenever I do something bad, he had his book. I know that there's a book of life, there's a book of deeds. I know all of this. But I, I, I had the impression that God was just there waiting for me to do something wrong. What is our picture of God? Or do we have the picture of God like when someone is missing that the whole community come out and seek and find. They turn over every weed, every tree, every bush. They look for the individual. Is that the picture of God that we have? And that's why I entitled this message because I saw something in the Bible that caught my attention. And that's why I entitled this message, God's Search Party. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. You are so good. As the scripture was read, the Father is is drawing us to Jesus. We thank you for what you do for us. We thank you for searching us out. Thank you, Father. Speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Didn't you always get the impression that that God only took care of righteous people? Well, the Bible uh, uh, tells us very clearly that you may know that you may be children of what? Your Father in heaven. He calls us what? The sun to rise on the evil and what else? The good. And sends rain to the righteous and the unrighteous. So let's get this straight right away. God loves each and every one of us. Even those unchurched people. Even the less desirables. Even those people who are evil. God still pours out his blessings on them and sustains them, hoping that one day that he will be able to draw them closer to him. Acts, the 17th chapter, God did this so that who? They would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is what? Not far from any one of us, I am thankful God searches for his children. Search party. Well, the dictionary says a group of people taking part in an organized search for, for a loss, missing, a wanted person. Now, I particularly thought God was looking for the looking for the wanted, but missing, lost. When I read in the Bible, when I considered what happened after the fall, 
I kind of got the impression that God kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden. He put the, the flaming sword by the, uh, by, by the gate so they could not come in. And God said to them, now you have sinned. You have, you have made your bed. Now lie in it. I must confess that was the impression that I had of God. But I always see, see Jesus initiating Making the first move. Why do I say that? Going to Genesis 3.19. I see what was happening in the Bible. You remember after they had fallen. After, after Eve gave it to Adam. And Adam took it to eat. This is what God said. In verse 9. But the Lord God called to the woman. No, he didn't say that. He called who? The man and said to him, where are you? Here God is seeking, here Jesus who created them is seeking Adam and Eve. Verse 10 as it reads on. And he said, I, I, this is now Adam speaking. I heard the sound of you in the garden. Now I don't, I, I just want to imagine what it was like when Jesus would walk in the garden. You, you know how when Ruby walked and the little squeaking of her shoes? I don't know what God had, but, but they were able to somehow know that, that God is walking in the garden. I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was what? I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Believe it or not, God likes it when we are naked figuratively. When we lay our souls bare to him, he, he likes that rather than when we try to cover up what we have done. As the verse, verse 11 says, he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten? Now, you know good and well. God knew what happens. Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? Now, that's pretty plain to me. Here, I see God with his search party, seeking man even after the fall. I kind of got the impression God went, Jesus went up to heaven, and that was the end of that. No more walking in the garden. No more whatever Jesus sounded like when he came walking down to communicate with them, to visit with them, and talk with them. But then I went one more chapter in the Bible. Turn to me, with me, to Genesis uh, 4. Let's look at verses 6 and 7. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is what? Will not, you will, pardon me, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching, where? 
at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Oh, thank you, God, that you've given us a power of choice. You've given us the, the ability to make choices. We must rule over it. Here you see twice. God went to Cain when he asked him to present the offering and Abel's offering was more acceptable and, and Cain was jealous. Jesus came down and searched for Cain and warned him the first time. Now here is the second time, verses 8 to 10. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out into the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother and what? Premeditated murder. With the intent, he brought him out there with the intent to do something to him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know. Uh, he replied, am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, what have what you done? Listen, your brother blood cries out to me from the ground. You know those television programs where they do the lie detectors? And, and you know, because they want to know whose baby it belongs to. And, and, or, or they ask him, well, is, did, did, did this person cheat on you? And the person with a big grin on their face or, or just a stirring, they say, no, I didn't. I've never done that. And, 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 the, and the guy comes out who operates the, 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 the lie detector. And he gives a report to the person and he says, and that's a lie. That's how, see, God told, told, told Cain, you I hear his blood crying out from the ground. You're lying. God's lie detector. He told him you were lying. God was still searching, looking for, approaching, initiating, trying to draw Cain into his kingdom. Now it is unfortunate Cain came up with a lot of excuses after he killed his brother. He was more concerned with his own safety, not recognize what, in, what he has done. He was concerned that, that some of the brothers and sisters of, of, of Abel would, would now take out revenge on him. Verse 15. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who, would f who found him would kill him. See how good Jesus was? He did wrong. He messed up. I didn't hear him asking for, for forgiveness. And God was still good to him. Verse 16, so Cain did what? Went out from what? The Lord's presence and lived in the land of, of the land of Nod near the east of Eden. 
brothers and sisters, it is a terrible thing to leave the presence of God. There was salvation available for Cain, but he left God's presence. Now, the very fact that God went to him multiple times after the fall of his parents tells me that there was constant communication throughout time. Jesus had an interest in us. He would not let us go. You remember Jacob in a dream? In a dream, Jesus searched for him. Jesus, Jesus assured him. And Jacob left this place. This place must be holy. He built an altar to remember that experience. Here Jesus still sends a search party after a man who has done wrong, Jacob. He stole his brother's birthright. He stole his brother's blessing. Now he's running and God is still seeking Jacob. Isn't God wonderful, brothers and sisters? Aren't we glad God was persistent? God was drawing each and every one of us that one day we made a decision to follow Jesus all the way? I praise God. Think of prophet Elijah. Even after great success on Mount Carmel, fire came down. Look at what God had to do. There he went into the cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. And guess what God said? What are you doing here, Elijah? Great success. Now he's concerned with Jezebel. Because all the other prophets were killed. Now he's depressed. But the good news is that Elijah's story was a success story. Why do I say that? Because Elijah was taken up to heaven to be with Jesus forever. That gives me hope. It gives all of us hope today that God is, God's search party is successful and he is here to successfully rescue every last one of us if we allow him. He will never, he will never invade our power of choice. Now here's a man understands this more than anyone else. I think he understands this. Uh, this man messed up with Bathsheba. Not only did he have an affair, but he, but, but he killed Bathsheba's husband and covered it up. And, and, and Nathan had to come to him and said, because Jesus sent out his search party through Nathan and said, thou art the man. David understood like no other. The grace of God and how God is pleading with every one of us. But brothers and sisters, the days of probation is going to close. And there will be no still small voice. There will be no pleading. There will be no urging. There will be no drawing. 
We must commit ourselves to the Lord. This is why David was able to say, but I trust in your on what? Failing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. That's why David was able to say in Psalm 16, 11, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Jesus has always been in the business and he's always have been about seeking the mission. There's something I need to say. Our last church business meeting, we looked at some names of inactive people in this church. And some of these names, we wondered, and where are they? I want to make it very clear that Jesus was all about the mission. And if we are followers of Jesus, we too should be about the mission. In this congregation, in this community, wherever we go, we should be a part of God's search party. He's given us the privilege, the joy to reach out to others. That's what we should do. You see, when Jesus was on this earth, he searched for the most likely. I know we sang the song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. He looked up the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. You know the rest of the song. But, you, but according to the Bible, Jesus was searching for him. The Bible says in Luke the, fifth, Luke, the 19th chapter, verses 5, For it is God, pardon me, for when Jesus reached the spot, now Jesus had a spot in mind, Jesus looked up and said to Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus, I uh, to Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Now, in that culture, to come and stay at someone's house meant something. To have a meal and dine with someone meant something special. Who was Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a sinner of sinners because he was a tax collector. You heard what? Zacchaeus declared with that encounter with Jesus? You heard what he declared? Philippians 2.13 The Bible tells us for it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It's God. And another text that reminds each and every one of us, Titus, Titus, the third chapter, verses five and six. He saved us not because of what? Our righteous, of a righteous things we had done, but because of his what? 
mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Here is God's search party. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit searches for each and every last one of us. When we pour it out on us generously through Jesus, our Savior. The Godhead searches, not just Jesus. The Godhead searches for every last one of us. But what was so unique for me to realize at one point, it is that the Father initiates. You know, the God that if we got in his presence, we would be consumed because of our sin, our sin that's in us. That God, he initiates it. And this one Scripture passage that your elder read tells us to the fact that it's the Father. No one can come to me unless who? The Father who sent, who sent me, Jesus speaking, draws them and I will raise them up at the last day. Can you see for, for all of you, 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 you treks, I know that's out of style now. We're getting old now, we trekkers. You remember how, how the ship would, would, would have its gravitational pull? It, it could pull things? That's how picture God drawing us to Jesus. And the Holy Spirit working together, drawing us to Jesus. John twelve thirty two. This passage of scripture indicates our role. We know about God's search party, but here is our role. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw what? All people to myself. Here is our part. Now here's the reasoning around this text. Now, last week, Sabbath school quarterly, uh, uh, maybe it was week before last, it, it, this is the conclusion I come to. If we are created in God's image, shouldn't we participate in the search party? God's search party. If we are created in his image, if, if we are his children, if, if God the Father, if if. Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit is a part of the search party shouldn't we too be a part of the search party there's a scary text I'm about to read it's called it's in Isaiah 29 13 these people come near me near to me with their what and honor me with their what words are easy but their hearts are far from me. Uh, their, worship, their, their worship of me is made up of what? Only what? Rules taught by men. It's easy for us to measure and minor and minor and major. It's, it's, easy, it's easy for us to get caught up in these small things than to have a committed heart 
than to follow Jesus all the way, than to share the good news of Jesus Christ to another individual. Talk is cheap. Why should we have a part of God's search party? Here's another passage of scripture. For it is by grace you have been saved. True faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. No one can say, look at what I've done. It's all what Jesus has done through us. John 15, 15. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know what his master's, his master's business. Instead, I have called you what? Friends. For everything that I've learned from my father, I have made known to the disciples. And, the, and, and through God's word, they are made known to us today. So I believe we have a part of God's search party. Anybody that's missing in this congregation, the obligation is in the pews. Now the, the, the pastor have tried to do uh, the, the, the part of greeting people, finding people, searching for people. The elders were, were assigned to find people this last year. Now it's up to members to be a part of God's search party. It's quite impressive when a member in the church knock on an inactive or a former member of this church and said, Hello, I, just, you were, I was just thinking about you. They may pour out their hearts to you. They'll be surprised. That you have that kind of commitment. That you are missing them. You are searching them. And that you have become a part of God's search party. I pray that every one of us would do that today. Find someone who's missing. What are the lessons in this message? Number one. Like Cain, we should never take Jesus' warning lightly. Yes, he still, Cain still had Jesus' blessings. Jesus put a mark on him that no one would kill him. Well, the life he had on this earth. He could have gotten so much more for Jesus. He could have gotten pardon from Jesus. And I, since I wasn't there, I don't know what his, the end of his life was like. We have speculated. Statements have been made, but I wasn't there. But I do know that we should never take lightly the warnings of Jesus. Lesson number two, follow Jesus. After all of the great effort, after Jesus, God, the Father, God the Son and the Holy Spirit have done to save us the least we could do is follow Jesus lesson number three it, it makes good sense to John God's, God's search party for his mission 
because he loves them. He rains blessings upon them just like he blesses us. We need to understand we have no advantage by coming to church every Sabbath. Yes, we may be a little bit more loyal than they, but we have no advantage. Because the Bible makes it very clear whether the person worked all day or they came the last hour, they will get the same pay, the same wages. Amen. God is more than fair with each and every one of us. So like in the day of Elijah, whether the Holy Spirit comes in a, in a gentle whisper, please, please, please listen to God's Spirit. It just makes good sense to follow him. We, brothers and sisters, we should be intimately know Jesus. To know Jesus. Not just a knowledge of him, but experience him. And the best way I know how to do that, brothers and sisters, is to read the Bible. If you don't understand everything you read in the Bible, pray. And I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will, 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 will give you what you need, will reveal to you. About three weeks ago, I was reading something in the Sabbath school quarterly. And, and this message was born. Just out of saying, Lord, I don't understand that. What, make, it, make it plainer to me. Let me understand a little bit better. God is faithful. Because brothers and sisters, one day our Lord and Savior is going to come not as a babe in a manger, but he's going to come as King of kings and Lord of lords. And brothers and sisters, that when, when it's all over and when we are in the kingdom, that's going to be a wonderful reunion. That search party, it's, it's going to be a wonderful experience to be with Jesus. For those whom we've been separated, we will now be with loved ones who have fallen asleep in Jesus. That's why it's important, brothers and sisters, that we are faithful. First and foremost, so that we can see Jesus. But we are commissioned to be a part of God's search party. No matter what it takes, that's our role because we are God's children. Precious Father, we want to do everything possible to share the good news with others, to love people, to find them wherever they are, to encourage them, to lift them up, but most importantly, to pray for them, Lord. There are members in this congregation that we need to pray for. There are people in this community, a number of inactive believers that we need to find. And we shouldn't give up until we find them. In Jesus' precious name, amen.